Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia markets edge higher. Stocks in Asia are on course for modest gains as investors weigh more signs of recovery in China against more virus outbreaks in some parts of the world. On Friday, Wall Street saw a strong rally. The Dow Jones Industrial Average climbed more than 350 points. The Nasdaq and S&P 500 rallied as well. While it was the best day for the major U.S. indices since early September, they are still in the red for the month with losses of about 5 to 6%. What does this last week of September have in store for investors? I put this question now to Ryan Huang. How's September been for you, Ryan? Okay, it has been quite a ride. So many things have happened in September. Yeah, true to history. Yeah, in September. We're currently in the year of the rat. Uh, Next up is the year of the ox. So tell me, Ryan, why were wild pigs swimming in a small pool outside Bank of China in Hong Kong on Friday? Do you see the photos? Uh, You're going to have... To fill me in on this one. <laughs> really? There were a feral family of hogs and they were swimming in the Bank of China's pool. It must pool. have been a hot Look day. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing in that pool? Oh my goodness, what a shock for people in China's uh, work district. Hilarious. South China Morning Post had an article about it too. You can see a mama boar leading the way and then there's several piglets all having a swim and their snouts and ears are just above the water. So uh, wild boars have been increasingly venturing out of Hong Kong's woods and into urban areas in recent years. And they've also been spotted, by the way, at Hong Kong International Airport. Yeah. (laughs) I had to talk about it. The Hang Seng Index uh, fell about 5% last week. I'm not sure the boars had anything to do with it. And they gave up significantly more ground in Singapore stocks. More ground than Singapore stocks. Hong Kongers, meanwhile, are seeking UK passports in record numbers. Approximately one in three Hong Kongers eligible to hold a British national overseas passport. And with the unrest and new laws of the past year, applications for the BNO passport have jumped eightfold. All right, pigs and passports aside, what is on radar screens for Asian investors this week, right? (laughs) I think a big one to watch will be what's coming out of the U.S. And this is going to be chiefly around two things. One is the stimulus package that has been haggled about for nearly two months. And the other one is the U.S. presidential elections. And this will be on Wednesday, 9 a.m. So look out for fireworks between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. This is going to be the first time they will be squaring off on a couple of areas. So if you look at um, some of the um, topics they'll be discussing, with the moderator, this includes the COVID-19 response, uh, the economic response, and what should be done. So there are six areas, six segments, and they will run through this. And it's going to be a, I guess, matchup between between who might be the next leader of the United States. I believe it's happening this week. We've been talking about the elections so much in the run-up to things, and it's happening this Wednesday. Now, here at home, Singapore's latest economic figures are better than expected. Industrial production jumped more than 13% in August. That is well above expectations and should bode well for the third quarter GDP numbers. Is this a sign, Ryan, that manufacturing here has turned the corner? Okay, so if you think about turning the corner, it might be a bit too premature to declare that we are out of the woods. Uh, But it is a very encouraging set of numbers. So going into the numbers, August saw a surprising 13.7% jump. And this was due to strong growth in electronics. And if you look at what happened in July, we had a actually a drop of 7.6%. So it does bounce back from the rather 
disappointing July numbers and also blows away the expectations from analysts who are looking for a 2.2% growth. So all in, once again, electronics had a really good showing and this was the best showing for quite some time, up 44.2% and this was due to semiconductors due to the demand from cloud services, data centers, mm. and the rise of the 5G trend. So all that helped to support the electronics markets. Okay, so that's a good part. The not so good part is low oil prices may be a bit of a dampener in the months to come for chemicals and transport engineering. So those classes may still remain depressed for the next few readings. So yeah. that is what we have going by the latest um industrial production numbers. Meanwhile, fallout from rising US-China tensions is hitting chip makers. The Trump administration has placed new restrictions on exports to one of China's most advanced computer chip manufacturers, while a Japanese company says the tensions behind its decision to scrap an IPO are on the rise. So, Ryan, bring us up to date. Yeah, so chip makers in the news. So let's look at the first piece, and you have... A bit of US-China proxy war here. Mm. So what's going on is the US has imposed curbs on China's biggest chip maker. It's called SMIC or Semiconductor Manufacturing International Corporation. So what's, I guess, involved is US firms will now need a license to export certain products to this chip maker. And this is, according to the US side, because of an unacceptable risk that a goods could be used for military purposes. But... The Chinese chipmaker has issued a statement to say that is not the case. They do not make things for the army and they do not have any relationship with the Chinese armed forces. But the US ban is still going to be in place. Um, what's worth noting is you might be familiar with the proxy war as well between the US and Huawei. Yep. So this ban is not as far-reaching as what Huawei is facing. So Huawei mm. is on a... Um, undesirable entities list Mm -hmm. or so that's some of the blacklist so that list is more encompassing and restricts more US companies this one that SMIC is on restricts just a smaller set because of military purposes so still falling short of no it could go up Maybe that's something to look out for if this will be um, extended. You want to tell us about the fallout on Kiao Xia Holdings? They're the world's second largest memory chip maker and they too are feeling uh, the fallout from China-US tensions. That's right. So we are talking about that Huawei uh, proxy war as well. Because of that blacklist and maybe that possible slump of business, um, that is expected, according to Kiao Xia, going to result in a memory chip oversupply Mm. and that will bring down market prices. So... In the backdrop of potential market price slumps, uh, Kyoxia Holdings, which is well, formerly known as Toshiba Memory, they are pulling their plans of an IPO next Tuesday. So this initially was going to be um, set for a market value for $26 billion, actually less than what Bain Capital paid for the company two years ago. They are cancelling that and looking for a better time. All right, let's segue to currency markets where the US dollar has been rallying despite a summer sell-off. Investors are seeing the greenback once again as a safe haven asset. The US dollar index is up more than 2% this month. Goldman Sachs, meanwhile, has issued a report that caught my eye. The investment bank is bullish on emerging market currencies, at least once the current crisis subsides. So, Ryan, what are Goldman's top three picks? Yeah, so Goldman has outlined three currencies that could benefit from a some of a 
pairing or carry trade. So they are looking at a couple of criteria. So it needs to be high cyclical beta, which is a certain amount of volatility once the economy picks up. Mm-hmm. Uh, also high carry, so uh, you need to pair it with a currency with low interest rates and one with high interest rates. So the three they have outlined are the Mexican peso, the South African rand, and the Russian ruble. So these three expected to benefit when things get better. And of course, you mentioned the US dollar. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is getting a bit of safe haven buying in recent weeks. In, for example, it's just um, on Friday um, pushed to a two-month high of 94.6 on the dollar index. So last week, it gained 1.8%. So that could be something they feel investors could sit on the sidelines and wait for the moment to get in on this trade. So this is something they think could have a good upside down the road. All right. So Goldman bullish on the Mexican peso, South African rand and Russian ruble. Now, we talked last week about how Tesla is working on a 25,000 US dollar electric car. That vehicle has not hit the market yet. But one of its rivals is already selling an electric vehicle for a lot less than that. And the car made by GM is proving to be a hit in China. Have you seen this little car? I have seen the picture. So (laughs) just um, visualize a bread loaf, a bread loaf (laughs) van, and then just make it a bit more compressed and squeeze the size. So it's half a bread loaf. It's a bit of a (laughs) cubish car. And then there you have it, a $5,000 electric car. That is a great analogy. Do you think uh, the Hong Guang Mini EV, that's what it's called, do you think it'll do well here in Singapore? Well, if the price is right and going by this <laughs> price, it is a very attractive um, headline number. $5,000. Wow, it's almost the price of a phone. That's so true. That yeah. is um, something very attractive. And of course, you need that you know, adoption right at the start to really drive things off, to kick things off. So if more people get on the EV bandwagon, it's only going to be good for industry, right? And what better way than to have an attractive uh, entry point for people to try it out. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd use the word attractive to describe this card or visually. I mean, half a loaf of bread is perfect. <laughs> uh, great analogy. In finance news, we talk a couple of times on this show about how HSBC shares are trading at their lowest level since the mid-1990s. One of HSBC's major shareholders has taken advantage of the sell-off to increase its stake in the company. China's Ping An Insurance Group bought nearly 11 million HSBC shares last week, increasing its stake in HSBC to 8%. Ping An is now HSBC's largest shareholder. So let's check in on local markets now. The Straits Times Index gave up about 1% last week to finish at 24.72. How's it doing this morning? Yeah, we have a, well, most markets in the green so far, taking the momentum from Wall Street. And Mm. we saw technology stocks doing well. So the Cosdac and the Cosp stocks are up by nearly 1%. If we look at what's happening on the STI, rather flat, just underwater by 0.02%. 2,471 is the latest reading. If you look at some of the top movers, um, some stocks worth watching could be Catalyst-listed Synergy Corporation. They have said they are actively looking for more opportunities for their insurance technology business. Mm -hmm. And on the back of that news, it is up by 2.3%. Looking at other top SDI constituents, the banks in Singapore right now slightly underwater, and that is led by the likes of DBS down by 0.3%. Uh, Singtel continuing to go 
lower is down by 0.5%, now at $2.13. So that is the picture we have. Uh, of course, uh, STI on Friday was up on the back of the industrial production figures, yes. up by 0.8%. So maybe a bit of profit-taking on Monday. All right. Thanks for being here. This is Money FM 89.3 Market View with Ryan Huang and I'm Michelle Martin. Influence is next. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.